Hey there, story fiends, and welcome back to the podcast that truly believes there are stories everywhere. Here's There's Stories Everywhere with Aledria Hurt. I am your hostess, Aledria Hurt, and it is Con Carolina's weekend. For those of you who don't know, I'm going to be speaking in Charlotte at Con Carolina's this weekend, June 2nd through 4th. So if you're in the Charlotte area, drop on by and say hi. This week, we're doing a short piece called The Battlefield Cleaner. So without further ado, The Battlefield Cleaner. The wet, squishy smell of rot and mushrooms was enough to turn the stomach, but Ophelia continued on. She had a long way to go through the battlefield looking for those who might well still be alive, even in spite of everything. Of course, if they were still alive, she had one mandate. Make that not so. In the case of her enemies, she was to ensure they fell into the arms of true death, which could be considered a mercy. There were those for whom their limbs had been hacked off or shattered by the blows of the weapons of her fellows. They moaned, sometimes under the weight of those who had fallen upon them, and she granted them the mercy of a final ending. Ophelia knew one thing truthfully. She had every reason to think she had been given this duty not because of her ability, but because of her mouth. Her choice to say the things that were on her mind, according to the rules of her house, meant she was the one who ended up with battlefield duty. There were those who probably deserved it more than her, but when the moment came to say what they thought, they kept their mouths shut. She opened hers. Of course, that meant her name came up when grunt duties were assigned. Fresh dead, she said. Not fresh dead. There was little she could do about the chill which had settled on the battlefield, or the mist which cloaked the edges of her vision. Instead, all she could do was continue on, following the sounds of those who were still alive, on a battlefield littered with their dead. Soon the carts would come. They would drag bodies away to be burned. If, any was, if anyone was still alive at that stage, they would be thrown into the cart, and eventually burned in whatever state they happened to be in. Her way was at least a mercy. Better to have one's throat cut where they lay than to have the pyre eat them while they were still alive. The copper scent of blood invaded Ophelia's nostrils from where she had to open a vein on a man who couldn't have been much older than herself. However, he wore the colors, the dark blue and silver of the rivals, and that meant his life, what was left of it, was forfeit. She smoothed back his hair with one bloody hand and closed his eyes. There was a certain dignity to what she did, a necessity. Suffering was not necessary, nor did she pillage. There were those among her corps who would pillage corpses for what, vali for what valuables they may have been carrying. Ophelia did no such thing. Let them go to the pyres with their dignity intact, their bodies unravaged by those who were merely to ensure their end. She knew better than to say anything about it to the elders, though. 
The elders only cared that the duty was done, not how one carried it out. If one chose to enrich themselves through the dead, that was the busy of the doer, no one else's. She considered the hill before her, which had appeared out of the mist. It seemed almost a mountain, but there were no mountains this far west, only hills which masqueraded as such. An armor, or something metal, twinkled in the faint light at the top of the hill, and somewhere up there someone moaned. They were still alive. Therefore she needed to make sure they were either one of theirs or one of the dead. Ophelia half crawled up the side of the massive hill, as though she climbed the back of the turtle, said to hold up the world, methodically and slow. When she reached the top, she was surprised to find a single man, covered in arrows, yet still alive somehow. Somehow. His eyes were open, and he moaned again before realizing he wasn't alone. In his right hand, he held something. It was golden. An heirloom or something similar, probably, Ophelia thought. Something which would be picked out of the ashes of the pyre and offered to the gods for its survival. Of course, she moved up close to him, kneeling at his head. He turned toward her and offered her the object he had in his hand. Take it, he urged. Take it to safety. Ovelia made no attempt to do as he asked, despite her curiosity. He wore the enemy's colors. He was not a friend. And he had to know from looking at her, she was not his friend. Yet he offered it to her in earnest. Take it, he said again. Take it to safety. Of course, Ophelia was curious as to what it was, but she didn't want to touch anything which had been held sacred by the enemy. I come only to give you the death you deserve, she said quietly where she knelt. As though he had not heard, he dropped the object, a golden cross, in her lap. It slid down her knees and made contact with the ground. A shockwave ran across the grass and shook back Ophelia's hair. Suddenly, the mist seemed as though it were not so thick. She could see through it easily, and the world became different. Darkly different. The struck man who laid beside her now shut his own eyes, as though he had done the final thing possible for him, and now accepted his death without her need to intervene. The golden object sat on the ground before her knees and next to his head. Despite herself, Ophelia reached out and picked it up. The first of the monsters in the mist was at the bottom of the hill. It looked up at her with deeply red eyes and a body that seemed twined of the starless night. Ophelia's breath came quick. It turned away from her and headed toward the battlefield proper, the deeper fighting happening to the east of the hill. Why was it there, and how had she not seen something like that before? 
and all her time as one who scoured the battlefield for the dying, she had never seen anything like it. And yet, she knew what it was. Tales told of such creatures, though she had never believed. Creatures who followed wars and supped upon the souls of the damned. Bringing, up, bringing herself up off her knees, she held her dagger in one hand and the object in the other. Looking out across the hill, she saw more, more of the shadows which had taken up the feeding. It was soundless, but she saw through the mist how they ate. The souls of the dead hung above their bodies as globes of light, and each of the shadow creatures there were many grabbed those globes and ravenous teeth, and the light disappeared into their bodies. They cared nothing for either side. They ate of everyone. Back the way she had come, she saw another. This one seemed to watch her with those luminous eyes as if waiting for her to move. Ophelia, who felt her fear growing with each moment of the vision, wanted nothing more than to return to the camp no longer able to stand the sight of the shadows eating the dead. Yet she stood there, rooted to the spot where she stood, all too aware of her part played in this. She had killed, over time, many people, though she had never taken part in a battle herself. She was, quite simply, a cleaner. One who cleaned the battlefield of the living, to make it a true place for the dead. Now she wondered if that was why they sought her, why they watched her. One came close, the globe of light above the body Ophelia stood beside. Yet he did not immediately go for the light. It seemed as if it waited for permission or her to move or something. Ophelia said, do as you must, I will do the same. There you have it, Story Fiends, the battlefield cleaner. I hope you find the episode fun and entertaining. As always, you can leave me a message here at the podcast through Spotify, or you can drop me a line at my email, that's aledria at aledriahurt.com. And if you happen to be in Charlotte for Con Carolina's Hunt Me Down, I'm always interested to see who listens to the podcast. As always, kiss the ones you love, rock the life you want, and have a good day.